0: chd 3 Detroit, KMPS HD3 Seattle, WBMX
1: HD3 Boston. And on AOL Radio and Yahoo Launchcast, Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to behind the paranormal. With Paul and Ben Eno. Call now 248-545-Soul. New skyradio.com. Believe.
2: Are ghosts giving us messages about 2012? If you feel you are receiving unsolicited messages from the great beyond, should you take it seriously
3: or should you call a shrink? Or neither? Hey there, and welcome to the 258th edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Ben, and those disconcerting, I don't really find them very disconcerting, questions uh, came from my co-host and partner in the paranormal, my dad. So tonight... We're going to dive back into a stack of emails uh, with many questions for my dad and myself, and uh, there there continue to be special interest and in what we are. There continues to be special interest in what we said on Coast to Coast AM in May. Wow, it's been a few months already after that. And if you'd like to call in or talk to us, uh, and now is the time. So two four eight five four five seven six eight five, or. Two four eight five four five 545 soul So here goes, first email. Of
2: okay, the day. well, we were trying to get through roughly 3,000 emails. Many of them don't require a response. They were simply comments, um, on our, well, particularly on our May 16th appearance on Coast to Coast, but sometimes in general about the show. So we don't feel we have to read those, but uh, we, we've chosen ones that are particularly uh, interesting and that might fit a show like this uh, that's an open line. And, of course, you are invited to call in tonight if you have any comments about these things. All right, this starts, uh, I hate to read praise ones because they sound self-serving, but there's also a question in here, so we'll do it. Uh, this is from, uh, who says we can use this full name, Mario Pops Cardenas III from Riverside, California. And Pops writes,
3: I know a kid named Mario, and he also is... You, gonna say? You, know, you know a kid named Pops. And... Yeah, and I, I know a kid named Pops. No, I'm not Johnny Bravo. Uh, I just wanted to say I I love the show, and I thought you were the best guests I've, I've heard on the show. Well, thank you. I'm 27 years old, and ever since I was little, I've always been fascinated with UFOs, the paranormal, etc. I've always wondered why I'm so fascinated by this until I heard you and Ben on the show. It all started to connect together and make so much sense to me now. So, so much sense that it's scary, but not in a bad way. Uh, since becoming a father, I see life in such a different way now. I even have more and more uh, strong but weird feelings about this fascination of mine as the days pass. As I turn, turned in last night, or, well, a few nights ago, uh, the hairs on my body arose along with a big smile. Even a tear or or two rolled down my cheek because almost everything you and Ben said in a way confirmed what I believe is my true purpose in this world. I'm a little scared, but the other ninety-eight percent of me is filled with anticipation and excitement. I know that there is much to su- much suffering to come, or suffering to come. But I also strongly believe that in the end, everything will be okay. Paul and Ben, thank you so much for all you're doing for us. Oh well, I guess there wasn't a question.
2: <laughs> oh, all right, anyway, I, but, dude, well, thank you very much. Uh, uh, Mario, I think it's a matter of uh, not just us. Uh, it's, I think maybe this this certainly illustrates the, the thousands of people who are responding to what we said on the show, and I'll, I'll go into that in a moment for those who didn't hear it. But these are ordinary people to whom extraordinary things are happening. We believe that's part of the 2012-2016 scenario. Now, again, I emphasize... Is I have time and time again. This we're not getting messages from spirit guides or aliens or anything else. I mean, this is all uh, it's sort of the, the summing up of, of what we have perceived from my work over the last forty years and Ben from his in the last six. And we'll get to that in a moment. But but again, thank you a little. Thank you uh, very much, Mario, for for your thoughts. Uh, and again, it's not about us. It's about all of us. And that's what what matters when people adopt the what we call the, the multiverse perspective or the multiverse thinking you begin to see these things you begin to expand your consciousness simply by being conscious you seem to know of, of many possibilities that are good that are around us and and, and we've always said that and not really,
3: everything's horrible and depressing
2: yeah and we've always said through the paranormal of all things you can learn to become who you really are you can learn to become closer to god you can learn to become um some something better than, than your life sometimes has given you and it's without drugs it's without and nothing artificial no artificial ingredients and it's a matter of consciousness and the real trick as we say is not to get locked up because very often people who uh, begin to become conscious of, of their many other lives in the multiverse that are lead, being led simultaneously, uh, all those lives being us, and we grow bigger just by being aware of them, uh, sometimes accused of being schizophrenic because our society is uh, very narrow, narrow that way, and uh, you do have to be careful to keep your feet on the ground. And uh, Mario just comes across as the kind of fellow who is doing just that. And uh, the, the best thing about it is that he is having uh, the, the, these uh, these joyful experiences of, exper- of, of uh, becoming to know that he's really a lot. His life is really a lot bigger, and it's really united with the rest of us in a very unique way. So, thank you very much, Mario, for that. Okay, here's uh, <clears throat> Oh, there is yeah, there is one thing he said in here too that really struck struck me. When you become a parent. Everything changes. And when I was Ben's age and, and a little bit older, and I didn't become a parent until I was almost 30, and that was with uh, Ben's older brother, Jonathan, it's kind of, you should see the world from pretty much your own perspective, but when you become a parent, you realize you're responsible for other lives in a very deep and unique way. And, again, your whole perspective really changes, so... I see, and unless it's happened to you, you really don't understand it. It's funny, you know. Ben Steven Spielberg, after he made, uh, when he made Close Encounters of the Third Kind, uh, that was, was that, back in the seventies, mm. he wasn't a parent yet, and he has the the main character played by Richard Dreyfuss just sort of, you know, uh, trotting into the alien ship to go to some other place or dimension or planet, not thinking twice about his family. Yeah. But Spielberg said later on that after be- he became a parent, he would never have written it that way. You don't just walk away. I don't don't, these these men who just walk away from their families. I don't think they're human. I I, I can't I can't believe it. But anyway, uh, it does change your perspective. So thank you for that insight again, Laura. All right, here's one from uh, uh, Corinne in North Wildwood, New Jersey.
3: Okay, so Corinne writes, "My best friend died almost seven years ago. I was devastated." At the time he passed, o- he passed over. There were four message attempts on my answering machine. Only the last one had any voice message, but I don't know what was said because my machine was not working properly. I couldn't, he- and I couldn't hear it. Is it possible that these messages came after he passed over? And have you ever heard of the? Have you ever heard of this? All right,
2: why don't we? Why don't we stop there? Yeah. Well, right. Dave Cain. Uh, Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. so we have heard of it very frequently. You know, exactly, I'm thinking of Dave Kane. Cain. Yeah. Uh, Dave Cain is the author of a wonderful book called 41 Signs of Hope, now in its second printing. And Dave is uh, one who can testify that his uh, communication with his son has occurred in, in this way, at least one on one major occasion. His son uh, was the oldest, I should say the youngest victim of the 2003 nightclub fire in Rhode Island, which I'm sure those of you who remember follow the news remember 100 people were killed when this nightclub went up in flames and it was really a terrifying experience to say the least and his son was there when the event had occurred they knew he was there and they had not heard any word from him, nor had they heard from the authorities, and what occurred was that uh, their their cell phone rang, and it said Nikki. On it. And they were overjoyed. They figured oh, it must I mean he's okay, but there was no one there when, when they uh, answered the phone. They later found out that the phone had been ruined in the fire by the water from the fire hoses and uh, was non functioning at the time they received that call the uh they thought well or maybe uh, it was one of the uh, EMTs trying to find out who this this victim was about that that was what they found out that the phone was non-functional at the time so they believe it was some sort of con- communication from nicky and of course the whole point of the book 41 signs of hope was that nicky has communicated with them through the number 41 a uh, very fascinating story kind of uh, almost unique in my experience and we've had dave as a guest several times But the point being that you do hear about these phone calls with relative frequency, pardon the pun, and yeah. uh-huh. I think that one of the bases mm-hmm. of the ex- of an explanation for this is that, first of all, I suppose uh, a, more vincit omnia, love conquers all, for one thing, yeah. but also the, the the nature of this stuff is very electromagnetic. Everything is electrical. Us, you know, our, the way our muscles move. Uh, certainly the uh, the various boundaries between the, uh, all these parallel worlds we're always talking about seem to be electromagnetic. They look like, pl- the, the actual boundaries in photographs look like plasma. Very bright light, you know, go to the light, and maybe that's the light. So uh, the uh, combination of, of uh, certainly ties uh, through the, the great power of love and the tremendous power of electromagnetism may very well stimulate electronic equipment. You know, one of the things we notice in cases is that the person will say, oh, well, you know, the, the, the uh, DVD player turns on by itself, the TV turns on, or the coffee maker. It's always the appliances seem to be affected in the presence of paranormal activity, or in, 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 in other words, paranormal, paranormal activity being equivalent, I believe, to uh, space-time fluctuations in these worlds. World's crossing uh, boundaries coming across the Let' send this email real quick before you go off.
3: Yeah, okay, so I asked only because he had no cell phone and died and died in the basketball court instantly of a heart attack, and messages occurred on my machine around the same time. Also eight months later, he came back to visit me during the night and stayed until the morning, and I felt weighed down and couldn't move, and it felt like a big hug, and then like static electricity pulling out uh, pulling out of and away from me and from the bed late light, it up uh, as if someone just got out uh, have you ever heard of this happening to anyone else i know it it really happened and i was awake Thanks. well since
2: i talk too much why don't you answer that
3: well no i'm i'm not i'm not trying to be mean i'm just i was just <laughs> saying cuz there was more to the email that would have gone you want me to just call me pops sometime and you see what happens that was like our first email. no i wasn't going to call you pops i was Good. Just, i wasn't trying i wasn't trying to be mean No, no, I understand. Go ahead. Go ahead and answer the question. Well, yes, it is possible. I mean, as my dad already pointed out... um, There's two minutes. As my dad already pointed out, um, everything is electrics that are electromagnetic. So, yes, you would feel your friend come come over through the boundaries and hug you and all that because it's all physical. And he's not really dead because there's no such thing as death. And there you go. Simple answer to this question
2: yes uh, i i tend to extrapolate at length uh sometimes i want to make sure people understand anyway that's good thank you ben uh that sounds like a beautiful experience
3: but we have to wrap for a break
2: we do yes we We do do. don't we yes we'll be right back behind the paranormal with paul and ben eno on cbs new sky radio newskyradio.com stay with us
1: cbs radio's the new sky newskyradio.com this is the lisa j smith show
0: Change your perception, change your life. This is Lisa J. Smith, and you can tune in at 3 o'clock Eastern to listen to Lisa J. now. I'm here to give you messages from spirit and to help you have a new way of looking at life. That's at 3 o'clock Eastern on CBS
1: Radio, The Sky. Look up to The Sky. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Reach out new newskyradio.com.
4: Club is sneaking Fancy drinks and $50 Cover charge. Lately it's been a big hassle Heineken and Newcastle So make sure He's fitting in And living large disregard The lies that you will tell him What his probably like Cause it's not hard His charm is gonna get him through the night If he wants to rock your eyes If he wants to roll the road. Can roll with the bunch as long as he feels like he's in control. If he wanna stay, he stays. If he wanna go, he goes. He doesn't care how he gets there. Long as he gets somewhere, he knows all oh, no. On the nine and nine and nine-nine. On the nine and nine and nine and 9 See her. Heavy makeup and cut t-shirt. Every girl I wants to be her. But they look the same already, why adjust? Reading the magazine secrets, forgetting the topical regrets. If she comes on all alone, the night's a bust, it's a must. Swivel in her hips and the look she gives, it's all a trust. If only in the morning she knew where she lived. Cause if she wants to rock, she rocks. If she won't roll, she rolls. She can roll with the bunch as long as she feels like she's in control. If she will to stay, she stays. If she want to go, she goes. She doesn't care how she gets there long as she gets somewhere she knows, all oh, no. know. na 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 and in a wink, to on the rink, drink to drink, and at the ball, we cash the flow, shot to shot, it's getting hot, advance the block, see how far it's gonna go, all the pencil, dip the friends, and grab a gap. another chance, a cheap romance, doesn't count, cause the room is spinning, nothing to lose, and they both are winning, and they fall in love as they fall in bed, they sing, if they wanna rock, they rock, if they wanna roll, they roll, they can all with the bunch as long as they feel like they're in control. If they wanna stay, stay. If they wanna go, they go. They don't care how they get there, long as they get somewhere they know, know. oh, no. Na the nine and nine and nine and nine. And nine and nine.
1: Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky Back to Behind the Paranormal With Paul and Ben Eno Call now 248-545-SOL NewSkyRadio.com Believe And welcome back as we continue
2: our open line show. We're looking at a few emails here on a number of different subjects, particularly the subject of the 2012-2016 period that we sort of spilled our guts about on Coast to Coast on May 16th. We're still answering emails from that. Now, for this next one, which is from Thomas, and he doesn't say where he's from. He didn't use our form. I would ask you to suspend disbelief until we talk about this. So go ahead, then.
3: <clears throat> All right. Um, I thought I would express to you, sir, that the Sasquatch people have re- uh, related basically the same thing to me as you said on Coast to Coast the other night. The words to me uh, uh, were I would, I would be going with them to a new reality. I have had continuous experiences with them for three years now. And through my blog talk radio show, I've met many people that have similar experiences to my own and contact me for validation. I would be willing to interview to interview on your show and currently have a June 8th date for a well, show what you mean? blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it, uh, P.S., I included different versions of the first photos I got of the Sasquatch people in 2008.
2: Yeah, there's some interesting photos here. I didn't put them online because I, I couldn't reach him to uh, get, the get permission. Yeah. But uh, well, I'll see if I can do so. People, are, you often hear this, you know, the Sasquatch people or people are in communication with them. And the immediate temptation is to say, oh, here's another fruitcake, you know. But I'll tell you, when I was a young reporter, one of the first things I learned was not to be too sure what not to believe. One day I was in the newsroom with the, my first newspaper way back in the 70s, and the phone, I was the only one there in the afternoon, and the phone rang, and, and the, the owner of a local obscure watering hole said, hey, get down here. Joe Frazier, who at the time happened to be the heavyweight boxing champion of the world, happened to have walked into this obscure little place in Carpentry, Rhode Island. So rather than say, yeah, you're a fruitcake, and hang up, I went down, sure enough, there was Joe Frazier, who did not talk to the press, he gave me a half hour, a private interview, which was all over the front page of the paper the next day, it was real cool for my 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 early career. Even though I didn't know the first thing about boxing, you lucked out. Yeah, I was amazed. That's the sort of thing that happened. So you know, again, you have to be skeptical, of course. But when people refer to the Sasquatch people, I mean, we run into very interesting critters and entities and people in our paranormal work uh, on a frequent basis when uh, not only when we're doing uh, cases but when we meditate or, or, or just simply in our daily lives because we're aware of this multiverse uh, consciousness we're aware that we are just one of many worlds around us and we have many neighbors as it were and uh, i sometimes reluctant to talk about this because I've spent the past 40 years as I've said trying to build up a reputation for integrity and honesty and feet on the ground uh, sort of approach <coughs> excuse me but so when he talks about the Sasquatch people here, thousands of other people are talking about this sort of thing. Ben, do you want to express any insight on, on this sort of approach?
3: Well, I guess there are a lot of theories that, that a Sasquatch is an inter- interdimensional creature, which is why no one's ever caught it. I mean, that, that certainly makes more sense than he's, he's the missing link or whatever to <laughs> yeah. human evolution. But, well, I, know, I know a few people. <laughs> no, but no, but that, no, what it, you say it, makes sense. It, it makes more sense, and that they're guardians of the forest and all that, like that some Native American tribes like to say, and that some some people think that it's a good it's a good critter. Other people think that he's a bad critter. I don't know. I, it all depends. It's like it's like the Mothman thing. It's, yeah. it's essentially the same as Mothman, in a way. I mean, people have had good encounters with Mothman, and some people have had bad encounters with Mothman.
2: Yeah, you don't hear about the good ones, but uh, it was Andy no. Colvin we had on the show who was saying that that uh, an yeah. encounter with Mothman changed his life for the better. So I suppose it depends on your experience, but the, the whole Sasquatch thing, they seem to be becoming more prominent in the paranormal realm, and and, and even uh, in the news sometimes you hear this. And Discovery Channel. And, oh, a good old Discovery Channel. <laughs> uh, so they, they uh, probably just, uh, they may be very aware, they may be very intelligent, and just one of the many neighbors we have from other uh, parallel realities, uh, we just happen to run into. So when people say Sasquatch people now, uh, I used to say, oh, brother, but now I kind of, you know, I uh, I try to listen. Uh, because people have things to say, yeah, sometimes you, you in never, unexpected ways. You
3: never, you never know what you're going to find out.
2: That's it. Again, always be skeptical and, and everything else, but not to the point where you shut out information that may be valuable or people who may have things I may have come up with to a new contribute. Thing, but
3: I'll have to say it later. i gonna come up with it. Okay. So, okay. So just, just continue. What right. we're gonna
2: do? Well, here's a, now we're into another realm here of uh, time travelers and the name. Uh, John Titor, I believe that's how it's pronounced, T-I-T-O-R, has come up in this realm several times, and this is from Laura in Indianapolis.
3: Okay, so uh, Laura writes, Have you read anything about this man claiming to be a time traveler? Um, Infinite parallel dimensions and the like. He claimed in in his world line that there was a nuclear war before 2016 and the U.S. was involved in a major civil war, well, just around, um, there there being infinite results and uh, and worlds, how accurate can the predictions be? I read how you think we'll f- we'll face a nuclear war in the same time frame. What are your thoughts ab- about the uh uh, con- uh co- coinciding information? Okay, well,
2: uh, first of all, the the nuclear war thing, and I'm almost sorry I mentioned it on on coast to coast was my personal opinion from a long background, not only in journalism but also as a in uh, military uh, affairs uh, and and a certain amount of instruction and strategy and just you know looking as, at future scenarios as a lot of people who, who are uh, have training in the military and government sometimes do so it's not that we heard the, the nuclear uh, thing and because I believe that in the 2012 2016 period there will be will be put through a number of difficult times uh, and I think that there may be a nuclear. Uh, uh, well, horror show, so to speak, not to put it uh, too uh, simply, that that it's just going to be a, a very bad situation. Uh, that, But again, that's my personal opinion. But the 2012-2016 scenario that we talked about on Coast to Coast was something that, that we have gleaned from our conversations, if you will, with other neighbors uh, of ours in the, the multiverse for uh, many, many years in my case. Uh, starting uh, with the young boy I always mention on the show, a uh, young Peter in 1991 who was five years old and dying of leukemia and began to tell me all these things that later came up in other contexts uh, that that period will be extremely difficult and that the a number of people will have to, and, and again, I was really nervous talking about this because it sounds nuts, uh, escape physically escape through some sort of portal to what I know as the good world now kind of sounds goofy and crazy and it's most of all to me because of my academic background. However, this is what seems to be uh, the scenario that is being um, sort of unfolding before us here in my personal opinion. I hope it's wrong. I hope I am nuts, but that's, that seems to be the way uh, we see it. So uh, this is uh, I guess uh, various references this person is making here uh, to this John Teeter person as as someone who has made uh, t- uh, I guess some sort of time traveler and is, is aware of his life in this future world well we all can do that I suppose in the sense of uh, we are by nature of what, of, of what we are time travelers, time doesn't really mean anything it's a function of our consciousness and uh, this John Tedor, whom I have heard of and I have read about uh, uh, excites a certain amount of skepticism frankly, he doesn't seem to be he seems to to have I believe, uh, come in some sort of machine from some future period. And uh, when anybody does that, I, I get a little nervous because I think it's really just a matter of consciousness, uh, as the shamans might say. So what I'm saying here is I don't know if he's what he says he is. So we, whether he is or not, his claims sound similar to what we might have might be expecting. Uh, and a major civil war in the United States, in my heart, it's a hideous prospect, uh, one can imagine... The, uh, the devastation that would occur because we have an awful lot of people in this country. We have 300 million people, which is really more than we can economically and environmentally deal with. So I can see bad things uh, happening if this indeed takes place. So uh, to answer the, answer the question, uh, there is some skepticism about the claims of John Titor, but he does seem to be, be seeing a scenario that we also see in one form or another, and then a lot of other people do too. So, I don't know what else to say about that. Uh, we are down to what? A couple of minutes. Four minutes? Okay. All right, we can do. Or three minutes now, nah, whatever. All right. We, we can start an email. Yeah, we, we can. Here's a real short one. Okay. All right, this is from someone called Art Lion in Connecticut.
3: Okay, um. Do you know any psychics that do not charge money for helping someone in need? I feel many people need help, but yet do not have the money to pay some of those fees they ask for yeah that's a difficult question i actually read an article about this it was except the title of the article was why psychics need to stop like pretending they can solve crimes but
0: Hmm.
3: um it is like this article that i was reading was essentially saying they like some some of them prey on people that like are most in need and then they just soak the money dry not, yeah. all, not all psychics are that bad, but some some of them can. Well, be we bad. know a lot of psychics just it's by like nature. But we chasers. do. Yeah,
2: yeah. All right, kind of like ambulance are lawyers who will prey upon people who've had accidents. Yes, but it, it's a it's a question I think we'll probably have to answer. Well, no, we can start. I, I'm very nervous and uncomfortable with people who make a living at this, who make a
3: living at the paranormal. i sure some not, people. It's not healthy because this the gift that you're given is not supposed to be used for money.
2: Yeah, now people have a right to make a living, Uh, even the Bible says, you know, the worker deserves his wage.
3: Yeah, I mean, for example, we don't charge people for investigating their houses. No, 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 we
2: don't. Most uh, groups don't either. Yeah. But, you know, and I recover later when I write books or or lecture or whatever, but I just, I I don't like to give people the names of psychics because uh, I don't trust a lot of them, not because they may be insincere. But because I don't know if they interpret what their gifts see and feel and hear in a proper way, because they they don't have the multiverse perspective and I they have the spiritualist perspective, which makes me nervous. So I guess uh, my answer is going to have to be no. Uh, I, there are some who do not charge, but they sometimes are hard to reach because th- they have to have other jobs in order to do this. So I, I'm just a, I'm very uncomfortable with people who charge for this and people who. Are full time paranormal types, whether it be psychics or investigators, I, unless they have an independent income, I really wonder about that. People think we're full time, and uh, it's just it's part of my work as a journalist. And Ben's job is to be on the radio here uh, with us, and I just, uh, but I do not make m- money from other than my books, my writing, and uh, my. my uh, I'm still a working journalist in the state of Rhode Island, albeit through a trade magazine, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I I just get nervous when people do so I can't answer the question I don't know of any who don't charge I think you are your own best psychic in many ways that's something we can talk about perhaps on another show and uh, I think that everyone has that ability so we're going to uh, take another break here and uh, I wish I could answer this more fully but we'll be right back on Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio newskyradio.com we'll continue our open line show and our letters from listeners
1: enlighten empower enrich this is cbs radio's the new sky new horizons no boundaries all day long we're devoted to your emotional physical and spiritual well-being with your direct connect to the stars, Lisa J. Smith, The Dr. Pat Show, Liz Souza, Barbara Mackey, Glynis McCants, The Wake Up Call, with L. Newman and Tom Force. Let us know how we're doing. 248-545-7685. Log on. New SkyRadio.com. 24 hours a day. Your spiritual well-being is our concern. Awaken the Extraordinary. Live the life you've imagined. Look up to the sky. CBS Radio's The New Sky. Newskyradio.com New Horizons. No Boundaries.
0: again.
1: radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now 248-545 soul. newskyradio.com. Leave.
2: And welcome back and we're going to continue our open line show with a the- an email from our haunted policeman in Vermont. This is one of the more interesting cases we've had over the past few years. We've talked about it on the show. Uh, essentially, we have a young police officer who is in northern Vermont who lived in, a, in an apartment beneath the, uh, in the basement of his parents' home. He was unmarried at the time. And there was a parasitical entity that seemed to come in and prey upon him, especially when he would argue with his girlfriend. And as we always say, these things feed upon our negative energy, and he said, it's funny, you should explain it that way, Paul, because as soon as we fight, uh, the thing would be Present, it would it would, it would come in, and they would actually see a hooded figure running around the apartment, and the things sometimes would move, things of this kind. Well, they things have become uh, merrier once more, and they were married, uh, as I, sh- no pun intended, and have moved to a different location, which I thought was a good idea because the particular parasite they had was, in in our opinion, attached to the site where they they lived, and they had moved to a different area, not too far away, but in a. Nice new condo, and uh, everything was... They had a child, everything was coming up roses, and all of a sudden...
4: right?
3: <clears throat> Hi, Paul. I saw it last night. I was walking up the stairs, and as I was looking up, I saw it straight on, not not out of the corner of my eye, a black, transparent head peek around the corner of the top of the stairs as if it was looking down at me. It had no features and was just as if someone looked around the corner to see who was coming. The thing then pulled back in as if the person as if the person saw and went back to the other room. Uh, when I got to the top of the stairs, I noticed the cat was not sleeping in his bed, and that he always sleeps and, and he always sleeps in at the top. Uh, he was instead sleeping on the rug in the upstairs bathroom. I've never seen him do that. Uh, Katie said the baby's walker moved about four inches all by itself on the flat floor yesterday. Very strange. Is it possible that something about me attracts this type of activity? Uh, His dad also wants to talk to you about something that's still in his house.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, this is obviously an ongoing case, and we're going to be heading up there soon to to look into this again. Uh, The dad, of course, being the owner of the building where the initial uh, phenomena occurred when the young man was living there. So of course the question here being uh, does he attract this kind of thing and what is it he is actually experiencing in this case well again assuming that it is a legitimate paranormal experience and he didn't imagine it or there wasn't some other some other cause i think that the notion of this transparent darkish head brings up the the metaphor that i often use Ben of the curtain between the worlds yeah and I often use the, the example of, you know, sitting in a room and there's a curtain over the window and somebody comes to your door past the window. You don't see the person. You see them through the curtain, the curtain being the membrane between the worlds, as it were. And you might see a, a transparent figure or a dark figure uh, walking by the window. And you know it's a person, but it doesn't look like one when you see it through this curtain. So it could be... Someone who was simply living in this same space in a parallel, close parallel world, and does what I would do. They heard somebody coming up the stairs, they looked around the corner. I want to, when I interview, when well, we get up there again and I interview this uh, person personally, I want to know what the feelings were at the time. Did they have a feeling of terror, or, or they, did they feel like being, that they were being threatened by this presence, or was it something less serious? Could very well just be a, another tenant uh, living in this place in a parallel reality. We run into this all the time. When the people have awareness of other residents who are just in their own worlds going about their own lives and they think they're ghosts. And these residents very often think that the people that we're dealing with, whom we're dealing with, are ghosts themselves. Because they see us in the same way that we see them. Kind of a whole, uh, kind of a very different perspective on ghosts and the paranormal than you're used to hearing. I really believe that's how it works. So we're going to be looking into this. And, of course, no features. Uh, pulled back in as if the person saw I and went back to the other room. And, uh, of course, the big question, uh, does our haunted policeman, <laughs> is, he, is that what he is? is does he actually uh, attract these things? And I, I don't see why. He just seems to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Of course, police work can be a very negative experience, depending on, it doesn't even matter if you're in a small town, as this uh, fellow is. It can be a very negative experience, because you're dealing with negative people very often. Negative things happen. It can affect your attitude, and that may be part of it. Although, knowing him, he doesn't seem to be a negative guy at all. He's young, he's uh, just starting out in his family, and he seems to be a positive fellow in that way. So these are these are things we're still looking into. And again, uh, adding another chapter in, as it were, to our haunted policeman case, which we will talk about further as we as it develops, and we will be going up there soon. Check this out. Now, here is... We already read that. Did we? Did we read the whole thing?
3: Oh, wait. Uh, just kidding. You crossed out the first sentence, and that was like the... Oh, okay. All thing right. I saw in the other one.
2: We have a, a very faithful uh, correspondent, uh, <laughs> listener, uh, Caleb Tavar in Monterey, Mexico, and he often sends us some very uh, enlightened and interesting comments. And if we have I think we might have started this, but we never finished it, so we can start again. And again it's from Caleb uh Tavar in Monterey, Mexico. Why
3: is there a P on top of you? Okay. Um It's my secret code then. Uh oh, R A P for Paul. <laughs> hey, I I just want to comment on something very quickly for the two thousand and twelve show. During the last two years I've heard thousands of theories about two thousand and twelve. Some of them seem to be very silly, even for a low-budget sci-fi movie. <laughs> and some others uh, make a lot of sense and are, and are very creepy. Uh, anyway, uh, people are only focusing on the supposed uh, cataclysmic phenomena of 2012, and I think there's so much more than just figuring out how it's going to happen. In my opinion... And maybe also of a very very small percentage of people, the results of this uh, supposedly major change are the facts that we need to be aware of. Just a few, a very few, a very, few, uh, a very uh, small mention of an upcoming age of peace and enlightenment after a change of consciousness slash mind slash thought. And uh, I lost my place. Oh, however you want to call it, unless there's. Unless they're uh, heading our way, unless there's heading our way, a uh, ast- an asteroid. Unless there's an asteroid coming or something. Um, uh, I think the 2000. I think 2012 starts within us uh, in our in our hearts and minds, thinking, and finally uh, thinking and finally understanding that we have let chaos, decay, selfishness, and violence get into our daily lives to the point that our society is falling apart. The moment of awareness, uh, the infamous asteroid that will erase mankind, is none other than our mind, finally understanding all that we have. Uh, and I uh, say a couple of times, my favorite, and he's saying my favorite song quote, uh, is not about us, uh, but it's all about, it's about all of us.
2: Yeah, of okay, that, well, what a whole different. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of like that, Caleb. I think that a, a symbolic approach to 2012 may very well be the proper approach to it. And it starts within us. People have often asked us, again, after this post-appearance, coast wh- where do we go? What do we do if, if indeed, this scenario starts to occur? And where is this portal that's supposed to rescue us physically from here and put us there? And I emphasize again and again that this is not a bunch of idiots committing suicide. Nobody's drinking Kool-Aid here. It's just being ready... For whatever might might happen, and Caleb may be right, and I suspect that he is. That it's all it might all be a matter of consciousness. Maybe you don't have to go anywhere. It might be just a matter of coming together. And we, we're already, there's already a, a, a teleconference planned with certain, uh, some of whom are names you might recognize, and others uh, ordinary folks who have uh, come in on the ground floor with this uh, thing. And, and we're, there's going to be a teleconference just among a small group of people in August to say, okay, well, well, what does this mean? Are we crazy? Uh, these are all people who had, had similar impressions of the 2012-2016 period independently of each other. And they heard us, and, and we or we know some of them, and we're going to be having a conference. And, you know, what do we do? Where do we go from here? Do, do we have another conference? Do we have a meeting? Uh, do we just continue uh, on the air talking about what, what do we do? So we'll be reporting on that uh, when the time comes. But Caleb may be right. It might be just a matter of consciousness. And I kind of like that. It's so, within us. You know, everything everything is within us that that, that starts to be good. What? Oh, we have like to wrap. I'm sorry. Uh Well, we'll be right back. Stay with us.
0: <laughs> he wakes up in the morning Does his teeth bite to eat and he's rolling Never changes our thing. Straight
1: CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal. With Paul and Ben Eno. Call now 248 545 Soul. Newskyradio.com. Believe. All right, we're
2: back. Uh, I Probably have time for one more major email here. This is from Sydney McWilliams in Greenville, Mississippi. And Sydney asks about the dimensional portal work as
3: mentioned on Coast to Coast. Okay. Greetings. Why does everybody think my name is Brian? Well, everybody isn't your name. Okay. Greetings, uh let's just say insert Ben there and Ben, Paul, I I am uh elated to hear that you've opened up the conversation on dimensional portals and the uh, beings slash entities who inhabit and travel in the relationship to the concept of ghosts. I am starving for more info on this, but I wonder if the quote unquote demon is simply an extraterrestrial entity able to traverse a portal from another physical pla- from another physical place or an entity from a higher frequency. So is a portal to another dimension or is a portal to another dimension or to another place like the quote-unquote jump room mentioned in some research. Also, what happens to the location of the portals when there is a pole shift? Uh, thanks for any help you can give. Lots of questions on this topic. Uh, keep up the excellent research and study. I am buying your book now. Aw, thank no, you. That,
2: that thing, I appreciate that, Sydney. Well, certainly the question of portals is one that comes up all the time. We have a certain understanding of it. Now, whether that's accurate, I don't know. Portals are supposedly holes, you might say, in space-time, holes between these worlds and uh, on the other side of it, you don't quite know what you're going to get. It could be a very similar world to this one. It could be another time. It could be certainly another place. And the question is, where do these entities who are able to traverse these boundaries, uh, how do they get in? What, why are they, are they doing this? And of course, with the, with the issue of parasites, we find an answer to that quite readily. They uh, come in to feed upon our energy, as we've said many times. The question is: Do they use portals to do this, or can can they just make their own? Or, or it's almost like they have tentacles, so to speak. I'm not saying they really do, but it, it, it's that sort of uh, phenomenon. They seem to reach into several different worlds at a time just to feed. Again, this is part of nature, uh, although a disconcerting one for us. So, uh, uh, yeah, I think that the, the issues of, of demons and aliens is an interesting one. Uh, demons being parasites, we often find uh, that people will start in a case and they'll think that they're having experiences with ghosts or something negative like parasites or they might call them demons, and uh, they'll turn out to be something that starts to resemble aliens, uh, the greys and all this sort of thing, Uh, or vice versa. People will be having an experience with with what they believe are alien greys and it turns into uh, ghosts or poltergeists or something like this the question is, is, is this really, are these really the same phenomena under different names that we see out of different frameworks? And it could certainly well be true. Uh, when we are dealing with interplanetary beings, is that what it really is? Or when we're dealing with ghosts and, and is what we call them folklore demons, is that what it really is? So these are all questions that uh, can be answered, I think, within the context of multiverse thinking, but we take it one case at a time. I don't think there's any boilerplate answer for every single Uh, Question on this matter, but it is uh, good thinking. There, Sydney, Uh, you're having an interesting um, perspective on this, and I think that uh, keep keep looking, keep keep listening, and uh, send us more thoughts when you uh, when you can. Uh, Now, also the the location of portals when there's a pole shift. The pole shift is the uh, literally literally the flipping of the electromagnetic. the earth's magnetic poles the earth's magnetic field literally shifts and this has happened on a number of occasions and uh, the results of this uh, within living memory are not really known there is it is a fact that the magnetic pole is moving all the time already and the magnetic pole if you are a person who is familiar with the compasses is not the same thing as the geographic pole at, at the top of the, literally the top of the world or, or at the North Pole. The magnetic pole is down somewhere in northern Canada at this point. So when your compass points north, it's not pointing toward the North Pole, it's pointing toward magnetic north. So this is shifting. What would it do to portals? I don't know. It seems to me that these portals move frequently anyway. When you go to a place like England, where there are many stone circles Such as Stonehenge being the best known Avebury, And I visited Score hill in Devon I visited there and a number of others And some are still active And, and are full of energy Others are not Because uh, I, the, the opinion is generally That these things can move So I think they're moving all the time And it's a matter of um, uh, Sort of I suppose Dealing with them when they turn up So I really can't say any more than that but uh, stone circles in England are examples of that. I think that's why they were built, because the ancients might have
3: detected portals there. Okay, so real quick, you know people people talk about frequencies? What are frequencies? Well, that's
2: a good question. You know, people, and and psychics and mediums, throw these terms around all the time. Frequencies, you know, uh, various kinds of, of energies. And it sounds scientific, but it doesn't really mean anything. Now, the frequency thing... You often, and friends of ours do this. You know, the higher frequency, then that's more angelic, and the lower frequency is more, you know, parasitical or demonic. And the Greeks, ancient Greeks, mentioned something like that uh, when it came to the creation of the world and and how things kind of work in in the cosmos. And I can kind of see that, but I, I just, I must admit, in 40 years of this research and enlisting these people, I don't really. Understand what they're talking about to any deep degree. I mean, do you? I mean,
3: no, that's why I ask you. Oh, right.
2: That's it. So I just, I just don't, don't know. Anyway, we'll, we'll maybe we should do a show on frequencies. Maybe we can understand it better. I just don't think it's had much relevance to anything I've been researching. Yeah. All right, no. so uh, we're going to. Um, I'm going to remind you here. We'll be closing out, and thank you for everyone who's written. And we will try and catch up someday with all these emails. You need
3: like a month straight of just having calling shows. A year straight with all these. Yeah, oh, yeah. All right.
2: I want to remind you too that our, our good, uh, good friend and show reporter Albert S. Rosales has CDs for sale of his tremendous collection of humanoid encounters from the ancient times all the way up to 2009. And they're, they're available by decade, although early, before the 20th century there, there are large groups of, of, uh, stories on one CD. And you can write to Albert, He uh, at his show address, he's our special reporter here for special uh, subjects, uh, albert at behindtheparanormal.com. And he can get in touch with you to tell you the details of that. Also, I want to remind you that my books are available on Amazon Kindle, e-reader, and the now the Barnes & Noble Nook e-reader as well. So check those out. Uh, Faces at the Window, Footsteps in the Eye, Behind the Normal, I, I should say that, <laughs> uh, and Turning Home, God, Ghosts, and Human Destiny. And there's also a book on the history of Rhode Island, if you're interested in that
3: obscure subject. So, um Okay. So in the meantime, turn to our New England Drive Time Show on WON 1240 AM and com at 6 p.m. Eastern every Monday.
2: And check out our BehindTheParanormal.com website, show website, and also uh, intermetu.com, InterMetU.com, International Metaphysical University, where I teach a course in Science, Religion, and the Paranormal. Check that out. And we want to thank our producer, Will Kosnick, and we'll see you next Sunday, July 24th, right here on CBS New Newsky Radio, newskyradio.com. Ben and I will welcome author and paranormal investigator Marie D. Jones for a discussion of science and the paranormal. And you know, I was very impressed with Marie. I was on a show with her. So I kind of got to know her on another station, and uh, I was really, really impressed. I thought, "Aha, another feral ghost hunter!" But she is really, very interesting, and has a very good multiverse perspective.
3: That's why we're having her on the
2: show. Yeah, she agrees with no. us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have, we have a lot of people who don't agree with us, and the perfect example is going to be tomorrow night on uh, a New England station. Wait, who's on tomorrow night? Yeah, uh, that's that's going to be Dale Kasmerick. Oh, alright. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy, but uh, he, you know, has a different approach.
3: Alright, and remember, you can always get free podcasts of all our shows along with show schedules and guest information at www.behindthepronowolf.com.
2: Almost 300 podcasts now, and we'll leave you with a word from the early 20th century American writer and poet Khalil
3: Gibran. Perplexity is the beginning of knowledge. And thanks for joining us on our Greek cosmic journey, and we will see you next time.